I am awfully greedy. I want everything from life. I want to be a woman and to be a man, to have many friends and to have loneliness, to work much and write good books, to travel and enjoy myself, to be selfish and to be unselfish. You see, it is difficult to get all which I want. And then when I do not succeed, I get mad with anger. Hello and welcome to, I have no idea, episode 456, I think, of Under the Cull of MS. <laughs> I, mean, I had a marker page that I kept track of this, but. I did not, oh, there it is, the cat threw it on the floor this morning, I see. Yes, 456 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Thursday Comics and MS episode. I didn't get the Wellness Wednesday one done until too late yesterday, so I'm just going to probably redo it and put it out tomorrow instead since I wanted to get at least the four days out this week. But we'll see what happens, or maybe I'll just do a mix-up Friday issue. We'll see what happens if I get through a bunch more comics today for some reason. But we do have some preseason football tonight, so I might have to have a few drinks and watch some football. We'll see if I get any reading done. That quote was from Simone de Beauvoir. I know I'm not saying her last name correctly, but... I just thought that was an interesting little quote. Uh, today we got a nice pile of comics, which we'll start out with. And then I got some oddball stuff I can throw in if we have some time left. Starting out, I did not open the crossover 3D special that I showed on the YouTube videos. So go check those out if you haven't yet. I do. Currently I'm doing previews of what I will review in the future <laughs> and uh, possibly do some video reviews also later on. But for now, I'm doing the previews of the reviews on YouTube and then doing the reviews on here. So check those out if you want to see the video format because I haven't figured out how to send those to audio yet. So once I do, then maybe I'll throw the audio versions out also. But yeah, we got a crossover 3D special of crossover number one from Donnie Cates, Shaw, D. Cunnifee, and John J. Hill. A wonderful, excellent run, if you missed out on it, about the comics industry crossing over with the real, really real world. And... Uh, they ended up putting out a 3D special for the first issue with 3D glasses included in a sealed bag. And I just decided to leave it sealed for now because I have issue one anyways. And I don't like the way the 3D format comes out usually. And I doubt if it got much better than the last thing I reviewed, which wasn't that long ago. That had some 3D stuff. Uh, but yeah, if I do a reread or if I'm dying to see it one day, I'll rip it open. But 
for now it'll stay stay sealed because I think that's a run that's going to be uh, heavily heavily enjoyed and wanted in the future. So collector wise, I'll leave it sealed for now. And then we have Han Solo and Chewbacca, number three, four, and five. I was a little bit behind on this. So I got caught up, get a little deeper on the story with Han and Greedo and Han's dad. I'm doing air quotes <laughs> when I say that. Uh, Yeah, Han and Chewie are getting in trouble as usual and doing their little little tricks of the trade to scam people and get things they want. And they end up having people that are hunting them down from one sector for things they did. And then in the fourth issue, Kirstan... The other Wookiee, the Black Woody hat, Wookiee hat. Actually, I'm going to read the synopsis from the fourth one, but I won't read the fifth synopsis just because that way you're, I'm not delving too far into the storyline. I'm still kind of a little back further, so I don't ruin anything for you, but the Crystal Run Part 4. It's a golden age of criminal enterprise. With the evil galactic empire preoccupied with bringing the galaxy under its thumb, scoundrels and thieves are free to ply their illegal trade with abandon. The vile gangster Jabba the Hutt has hired Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Greedo, oh great, the hiccups starting already, (laughs) to steal an urn containing the ashes of his arch rival. With the help of the man claiming to be Han's father, they have located the urn on the remote world of Antillion. Han and his father were about to abscound with the item when they were attacked by the bounter hunter Kersantan. Uh, yeah, this is another fun look at that character. Not too deep. On that character, kind of a quick little storyline with him. Um, him and uh, Chewie fighting. Having their big Wookiee battle. And while this is all going on, you got to keep an eye on the urn because the urn keeps disappearing and ending up in other spots. And we're also finding out that Pretty much everybody's tossing everybody else aside and losing people and losing items. and It's just a constant uh, collaboration or constant uh, runaround game, chasing things over and over, running back and forth, losing things going after them, getting them back, and all that. And as you kind of expect when you're dealing with bounty hunters and thieves and 
government-style organizations hunting people down and stuff. There's all kinds of mismatch, misguided play and all that happening to trick people. We also find out that there's a... Another group of characters that have been sent out on their way to hunt down the urn for Jabba the Hutt because he wants to cover all his bases, of course. And, uh, yeah, you got to deal with a couple entities, well, more than a couple hunting the urn. You got a group of characters that can't seem to get along. That's going to lead us right up to where Han and Greedo end up, well, Han shooting first and killing Greedo. Or did Greedo pull a gun on Han first? Who knows? uh, That whole movie storyline that they had to change around, that just, I don't know. I wish they went to change things. Just leave them the way they are. But what you going to do? Then we checked out Star Wars The Mandalorian, which I I don't know if I didn't read the synopsis correctly for that. But I wasn't paying attention to the whole basis of this run. I thought we were going to get some new stuff from it. But instead, this is basically the TV series in comic form. And if I wouldn't we're knowing it was going to be all basically directly off this off the show. I would have just waited for the trade or something like that down the line. But yeah, I mean it's nice having it. I can read it if the power goes out and I have nothing to watch. I can read the story, <clears throat> the series. But yeah, I'm gonna. I'd, well, I don't know. I might have one more of those coming or something, but yeah, definitely off that run. If it does have any more coming out, I don't know. I'm sure they do if the series is still ongoing. Then we have Star Wars Obi-Wan. For the Choose Your Destiny Kit Fisto cover, which I still don't. Know what the this choose your destiny thing is because all of them look to be the good characters so far that I got covers of. So I'm not sure what the whole concept of that is, but as he awaits an inevitable storm in the remote deserts of Tatooine, Obi Wan takes time to reflect on and record key moments of a heroic life long lived. Star Wars, Obi-Wan, Darkest Before the Dawn, Christopher Cantwell, Elizandro Miracolo, and Frank William, DC's Joe Carmagna, and Phil Noto did the cover. Uh, But basically that's what we're seeing is Obi-Wan reflecting on the past, writing down history. I don't know why you'd want to write 
down the stuff if you're trying to protect people. If someone got a hold of your books, then they'd have all kinds of information on the people you're trying to protect. So you would think a Jedi would wait until there was a time that civilization came back together and the evils wiped out before you start writing books about how everything came to be. Uh, because, yeah, we've seen, I mean, people have lost giant, big old ships and stuff like that that got stolen from their homes and small parts that they needed for their ships and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would, would think a book, a diary writing, of keeping notes about everything from your life would be easily wanted from someone if they came across it. And with the Jawas, you can never trust them. And the Sand People, all them like to mess with Obi-Wan and steal things once in a while. Uh, and then the final... Oh, no, there's a couple yet. We got Twig, number three, and number four. This story is so much fun by Scotty Young. I love this character. Scotty Young, Kyle Strom, Jean-Francois Bellu, and Nate Picos. <laughs> Twig is just a lovable character with his little yellow octopus kind of dinosaur little mini buddy that hangs with him and he happens to pick up another interesting character along the way in these issues and he comes across some other very interesting characters that could be highly dangerous while he's still trying to repair the item that he broke so he can complete his mission and this is just so much fun. Uh, it's getting deep. Twig's trying his best. But. Twig's just got a heart. And it's hard to do certain things. When you have a heart. And I just. I love the artwork. I love the world. That this is designed around. I love all the characters, how they work into this world. It's just so much fun. But yeah, we come across a character whose world has been destroyed. We come across a character who's trying to destroy worlds. We come across a character whose world has been locked up on them. Or her. Uh, but yeah, that is just, that was such a fun run. I'd suggest definitely reading Twig if you haven't, or wait for a short bit because I think we only have one more issue. What was that? Was that four? Yeah, I think it's a five issue run. I'd like to see it go further, but, uh, 
If it is a five-issue run, you can pick up the trade pretty quick here. I'm sure within the next couple months, they'll have a trade coming out for it. So I'm not sure if they put it out yet or not in the previews. I would have talked about it if they did, probably. So check those out. And then we got Weirdsville Craybaby crossover from 2018 says number 12 on the sticker. I'm not sure if it's an ongoing run. It's supposed to be just a crossover, so I thought it was a one-shot, but yet it feels like this storyline's been kind of going for a bit and just kind of crossed over, and this is just part of an ongoing storyline. But I wanted a taste of the Cray Babies to know what I'm Dealing with here for Art Balthazar's new run that's coming out, or yeah, it's the Y A H G Z or Yagums. You are, I don't know why I can't get that down right. It always, I always mix it up in my head, but uh. Yeah, we get to see the characters here and the Weirdsville characters and these Weirdsville characters kind of like Hell's Horsemen's, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse type characters. They're interesting, gluttony especially. Uh, <laughs> the weird, the Cray Baby characters are fun and interesting. I'm curious now to learn more about their world, where they came from, what they're all about. I'm going to try and pick up a few more. This is by Art Baltazar, Franco, and G.W. Fisher, it looks like, that did this crossover. But, yeah, I don't know which characters are just the Crybaby characters, so... I'm assuming this one one gentleman that I thought was with the Weirdsville characters might be part of the Cray Baby group, along with this interesting snake character and the little bird. <laughs> the little bird tracks me up. But uh yeah. This is a fun taste into that world but i gotta get some more get deeper get earlier get to the beginning uh learn more about their past and everything and how they started and then that's it for the comics i did watch a bunch of stuff in the past couple weeks because we're trying to get rid of some things again on Paramount Plus, I got into Star Trek Prodigy, which is an animated uh, kind of an animated Star Trek series that kind of takes from Lost in Space, but the parts that I don't care from Lost in Space are depicted more in this one uh it's kind of got a star wars rebels feel to it 
and a lot of the characters definitely have the feel from the Star Wars world. But it's fun as well. You got troublemakers, you got Sith type characters, you got Chewie and Han type characters in here. You got an AI Jane Way, which she's I like her better as the AI character than I did when I watched the little parts of that I have seen of her in the series. But I enjoy this one. I, I'm gonna finish this this runoff. It just has a lot of things that always make me feel like I'm watching something kinda Star Wars Rebel-y, Rebels kind of feel to it. That's not a bad thing. That was one of my favorite animated Star Wars series. I think it, yeah, I'd say one of the top two or three. So that's a good thing. But yeah, I think, not sure how many, if there's more than one season of that, I should have checked that out and wrote that down. But I know I am almost done with the first season. So. And then we checked out on Netflix. I finally checked out Uncharted. With Tom Holland, it was hard not to think about Spider-Man. Because a lot of his moves have the Spider-Man flow to him. And it just... I don't know. It's It was alright. It's got Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, Taddy Gabriel, Sophia Ali, which I'm curious if Sophia Ali was hired for her name because she plays Chloe Frazier. And if you know anything about Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier versus Muhammad Ali, smoke, Smoking Joe. Uh, I believe Smoke, Smoke and Joe Frazier beat Ali the first match in 71. And then in 74, we had Ali versus Frazier too, which I believe Ali, Muhammad Ali won that match. And then 1975, we have the Thrilla in Manila. And it's just, I thought that was very interesting with her name, how it, her real name's Ali, and they made her character name Frazier. And um, I don't know. I, that just came up in my head as soon as I seen her name in the credits. I don't know if that <laughs> was any thought by the people that did the movie, but I don't know. It's just the thought that popped in my head. It was an all right movie. Tomb Raider is way better. I mean, it's kind of the concept of the whole thing. You have Tomb Raider, Xbox, versus Uncharted, PlayStation. PlayStation was my thing. And then when Xbox came out, I jumped on board right away. Fell in love with the Xbox. PlayStation kept getting weirder and weirder for shape and form of their system. I hated to play, or not Xbox, PlayStation did. Xbox stayed nice. Square box type 
system, which I like. PS3, I like PlayStation up to PS2. PlayStation 3, I hated the system. The way it, the whole look of it, the feel of it, the bulkiness of it and all that. Same with PS4. PS5's getting back there. But yeah, I was always, I fell into the Xbox clan and kind of stuck with them. Although I've always wanted to go back to PlayStation for certain games, especially Uncharted. But hopefully the games are better than the movie. The movie was alright. It was alright. But I just, I'd take Tomb Raider over Uncharted any day. Uh, the wife had to do a rewatch of Snatch with Brad Pitt, with the Pikeys and everything. It's a, it's a great movie. We've seen it traced a hundred times, probably. <laughs> uh, checked out Day Shift. Well, I actually checked out Night Teeth first with Jorge Lennonborg Jr. Uh, Debbie Ryan, Lucy Fry, Raul Castillo. It's like a vampire takeover type movie. It's like basically there's rules in the world for of humans and vampires and everybody knows each other. But then the vampires start breaking the rules and wanting to take over. Over the whole world, the young vampires always defy the old and go on their own little ways and then take over everything and try and control it all. And We've seen it all before, but it was an alright movie. I didn't mind it. It was decent enough for a vampire flick. Not something I'd go back and watch a second time, but Day Shift... That one I'd watch again. That I enjoyed. I hope they have a another one or two that come out for this. It starred basically uh, Jamie Kennedy, Snoop Dogg, Dave Franco. Dave Franco just cracks me up in that. He's so much better than his brother. <laughs> Such a better actor. Uh, but yeah, it was... A fun look at the vampire hunters world where you have an organization that hunts vampires. Uh, you got to see the two, the two guys that work together that are like top hunters that just have all kinds of fun weaponry that they put their money into. And you can you get paid for vampire teeth as you collect them after you kill the vampires and all that stuff. So take your money and buy some fancy fun toys along the way and use them to hunt other vampires. But watching those two fight together and there's a scene where we get a group of people fighting together. It's just, it's a excellent fight scenes in that movie. Uh, they do a play with a crossover kind of like Circus Olay style crossover or Cirque du Soul or however you say that. That was a great movie. I hope they make it a trilogy. 
Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's excellent in everything he does, but yeah, he's great in here. Uh, and then the last thing I checked out was Full Metal Alchemist. I didn't mind it as it's uh, dealing with all kinds of powers that relate to Earth and all kinds of energies and metals and metallurgy and all that stuff kind of type of powers. Only thing I didn't like, there's a lot of crying in that movie. And it it's like a lot of the crying just is why? Why is this going on and on? I mean, come on, settle her down, settle him down. It's like it's just yeah. But not a terrible movie. I just don't know nothing about that series. So if I would have known more about the whole series and the characters, I guess it's an animated series, then it would have been probably more enjoyable. But I watched it. It took me a couple days, but I watched it and enjoyed it enough. But I am running out of time now here in this segment. So we're going to end it here. And we'll get back with some MS stuff right after this. All right, let's talk some health MS stuff. Let's talk about some BTK inhibitors. Supposedly a way to fight MS, but I am not a doctor, so don't listen to me. I'm just checking out stories, giving you my opinion about them. I uh, don't know what this is going to be about since there is no cure for MS, so. I don't know what they're getting at here. Let's see. There's a new avenue of treatment for MS. It's being researched. Uh, it's called BTK inhibitors. Brutons. Tyrosine kinase, or BTK, is an enzyme that plays an important role in the immune immune response. It transmits signals that are critical for the activation of B cells. BTK also plays a part in signaling in myeloid cells, including macrophages and micro, microbial cells. The signaling leads to the secretion of pro-inflammatory cytokines, Inhibiting BTK could block the activation of cells, cell signaling pathways related to the development of autoimmune diseases such as MS. BTK inhibitors, the treatments being studied, are designed to selectively block this enzyme that is important for the activation of B cells and micro microglia. B cells and cells of the myeloid lineage are important drivers in the development of multiple sclerosis, thus BTKI could improve therapeutic benefits for MS. It's like you would think, is it blocking the bad B cells? And we need T and B cells in our body, I thought. 
And if it's blocking the bad ones, you would think someone like myself that's using Mavenclad would want to use something like this to try and, because we're wiping out B and T cells and hoping that the new ones that come back aren't attacking our bodies like the old one did, old ones did. And you would think this would be something that might combine with the kind of work to give you a better chance at having better luck with the ones that do regrow. But I'm not a doctor, so I have no freaking clue. These drugs have been previously used in other areas of disease, such as graft versus host disease, lymphomas, and leukemia. One of the first BTK is to be approved was ibrutinib. The first generation drug was approved in 2013 for lymphocytic leukemias and chronic GVHD. While it works well and has had significant progress in affecting BTK, it also affects other kinases and B-cell malignancies, leading to off-target activity and a significant side effect profile. This has led the pharmaceutical researchers to look for alternatives with ibrutinib's efficacy, but more specific targeting. There's two types of BTK is, it's BTK in large letters and then small letters IS all combined. I don't know if there's difference between all these because you got BTKI, you got BTK, you got BTKIS. So apparently there's a variety of different versions. But the BTKIS irreversible inhibitors and reversible inhibitors. Irreversible inhibitors have a higher rate of inhibitory potency and selectivity compared to reversible inhibitors. For research in the treatment of MS, irreversible inhibitors have recently been at the forefront because of their potential advantages over the biologic disease-modifying therapy options. These inhibitors can selectively target B cells, wiping out those that harm the immune, immune system of people with MS while leaving normal B cells alone. This shows an advantage over the disease-modifying therapies such as ocrelizumab and rituximab, as they wipe out all the B cells, leaving a greater chance of infection. Currently, there are studies being conducted using BTKIS to aid in the treatment of relapsing remitting MS, primary progressive MS, and secondary progressive MS. One of the newest drugs, Evobrutinib, is the first covalent and irreversible BTKI to be evaluated for the treatment of MS compared to placebo. It is shown to considerably reduce the neurofilament light chain levels and decrease the number of gadolinium enhancing lesions. These neurofilament chains show a correlation with the development of gadolinium 
enhanced lesions and indicate if the DMT is effective. Well, damn it. I, why didn't I know about this before I jumped on Mavenclad? And why isn't Mavenclad being mentioned in here when it wipes out TMB cells? Hmm. During relapse, levels of NFL are elevated as much as 10 times compared to NFL levels. That's not the football team. It's capital N, small f, capital L. (laughs) Uh, NFL levels during remission. Elevated levels of neurofilament light chains have been correlated to poor neurologic function, including decreased cognitive performance, manual dexterity, and walking speed. This reduction in NFLs suggests that evobrutinib may reduce the possible tissue damage linked to MS. During the phase two studies, the most common side effects were the common cold and increased level of liver enzymes. Additionally, as an oral twice daily tablet, the patient burden could be significantly reduced compared to the side effects of other DMT. Hmm. Interesting. I want to know more. Another covalent irreversible BTK inhibitor that is currently being tested in trials, tolibrutinib, has been shown to be effective in reducing new active brain lesions. This medication is being studied in relapsing remitting MS and in both primary and active secondary progressive MS by blocking Bruton's tyrosine kinase B cell activation is decreased, thus interfering with macrophages and preventing the loss of myelin sheaths within the brain. This oral once daily tablet is reporting minimal side effects with the main reports of headache, chest infections, and increased risk of getting the common cold. Although early data appear promising, further trials will be required to confirm the efficacy and safety of BTK inhibitor use for treatment of MS. Well, this I got to find out more about. This is from a newer magazine from winter of 2022, which isn't even here yet. So it must have been the beginning of the year that this came out. But I am going to have to find out more about it because if you've been listening to my other stuff, I've been pretty much done with DMDs, DMTs after this Maven Cloud run. I don't know what else to go to other than to Sabri maybe. But I am sick of the side effects of just feeling like shit all the time when I'm taking these medications that are supposed to help me with my disease. And I'd feel less crappy, but maybe have more relapse and further progression in my disease. But I'm going through a lot of shit because of the medication. So what am I really gaining? Because I'm secondary progressive. I'm not going to get back to where I can do the things I used to 30 years ago, 40 years ago when I was asking for help and no one was listening to me. But, uh, I don't know. I'm highly interested in this now. I want to know more about it. All right. 
Here's a simple snow pea stir fry recipe they have in the back of their thing here. It looks pretty good. The ingredients are two cups of snow peas with the ends snipped, a half a cup of jar jarred, J-A-R-R-E-D, sliced mushrooms, never heard of them, but I'm sure you could use any type of mushroom in there. Uh, any type of edible mushroom. That's why with not ever hearing this name, I'm afraid to even try this mushroom. But let's see if I can find it maybe this weekend. A half a tablespoon minced garlic, one teaspoon low sodium soy sauce. So my wife would like this because she loves snow peas and she likes soy sauce. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's all right to have it slightly in a dish. But, and one tablespoon mirin, M-I-R-I-N, which I've heard, but I couldn't tell you what the heck it is. I'm guessing like a miso paste or something. Put a frying pan over medium heat on the stove. Spray lightly with oil from a mister or with cooking spray. Add snow peas. Cook three to four minutes, stirring occasionally until they begin to become bright green. Add garlic and mushrooms. Cook one to two minutes until the garlic is fragrant. Add low-sodium soy sauce and mirin. And stir to coat and then serve immediately over the grain or noodle of your choice. Yeah, I got a box of noodles that are just waiting to be used. For what is that, lo mein or whatever? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah, the flatter noodles... But, uh, yeah, I just need to pick up some snow peas, some mirin, whatever that is, and some jarred sliced mushrooms. If I can find them, I'll go to Sendix maybe this weekend. They got all kinds of interesting vegetables, so might be able to get lucky there with some of those mushrooms. But, yeah, let's see, what else do we got here? Setting goals. If you have progressive, secondary progressive MS, having multiple sclerosis can sometimes make those of us living with it feel powerless. After all, the condition is progressive and unpredictable, right? And if the disease advances to secondary progressive MS, a whole new level of uncertainty can exist. We get it. Both of us have lived with the disease for the past two kids. Ca- oh, yeah. These are people talking about their experience with it. And they're talking about goals, setting goals. Goals have also helped them to communicate better as caregiving couple. Uh, goals have focused our needs, mission, and what we're trying to achieve. A goal without a plan is just a wish. You have to name it to claim it. Uh, stay determined, but make adjustments as needed. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, set goals, ask for help. Make adjustments in your life to 
make living with MS as a sec well secondary progressive MS and trying to deal with everyday life. It just they talk about celebrating each successful moment. It's, I guess it's very enjoyable when you complete something, get something done, but then I turn around and look and it's like, okay, I got one thing done, but I got a pile of 50 other things off to the side that I'm staring at. That I don't know when I'm going to get done. And while I'm trying to get those things done, a hundred more things are going to pile up that have to get done. So it just, it's like a delayed response. It's like I'm trying my damnedest to get shit done, get ahead of things. And every time I get one thing done, I get behind on 10 to 20 other things. And then more things keep piling up that are new that keep coming out. And it's just, it's frustrating. But living with secondary progressive MS is challenging, but it shouldn't stop you from having and achieving personal goals. There's a lot of to deal with the disease. Let's see what we got here. Hello. Welcome to WKRB. You're live and on the air, telemarketer. How are you going to ruin my life today? Come on, I'm doing a tele- a podcast here. You're live on the air. Come on, talk. You obviously called to ruin someone's life. Tell us what you want to do to us. Not going to tell us? God, you're boring. Why do you call if you don't want to talk? Try again later with another fake phone number. You're so good at it. Uh, these telemarketers have been getting bad again this week. We've had, we had a couple weeks of peace (laughs) maybe one call a day and now it's back to at least five a day this is the second one in the past hour that has called but uh, let's see their takeaway from everything is living with secondary progressive ms is challenging but it shouldn't stop you from having and achieving personal goals there's a lot the disease has taken from us, but we think that it's important to keep our eyes set on all we have yet to accomplish. Even when it gets frustrating, it's crucial to never give up on going after your goals. MS is here for the long haul, but more importantly, so are you. Yeah, it's we want to keep going after our goals and hopefully accomplish things we need to and get uh get the best out of life that we can i mean try and get things that we hope to accomplish in our life done before it's over we want to get but the problem is frustrating part you want to get certain things done you want to do for yourself but you have so much you got to do for others or for regular life living and i mean this the basics of life that we got to take care of your standard, your basic chores, your regular stuff that you have to work around before you can get to even the things that you want to do for yourself. And a lot of times you use all your energy to do the basic things in life and never get to the fun parts that you want to get to and the things that you want to just focus on for yourself. And that's kind of a bummer. I'd like to have more time to 
do things, but yet you can spend a whole day struggling through the pains of dealing with your disease and like where I'm at, secondary progressive MS. And by the time you're done dealing with all your issues of the day, all of a sudden you look up and it's like time to go to bed. Day's over. You didn't get nothing accomplished that you wanted to. You spent the whole day suffering, trying to make the pains, ease the pains of life and make life a little easier, simpler, not as cruel. (laughs) But yeah, that's, it's a snowflake disease. Everybody takes it differently. Everybody deals with different issues and you just got to work around what issues you are dealing with and hope like heck that you can get enough equality enough time to deal with the problems of life and enough time to deal with the enjoyments of life get a little bit of both you may not ever get accomplished what you wanna but at least if you get some things out of the way that's a good thing you gotta look at those positive points of those little hurdles that you accomplished and just enjoy them and accept them all right <clears throat> noodles you can go back and forth about whether or not noodles are good for you or not they have so many noodles now they're made made from chickpeas from cauliflower from zucchinis from vegetables from beans and seeds and rice and all kinds of different things You can get healthier versions of stuff that you may enjoy, but you're not supposed to have anymore. And then you can, there's so many different versions and types of things out there that you can usually find something that can work for you. And they've gone, come a long way where they actually hold up pretty well nowadays. I haven't had a bad one in the past couple of years that I've picked up and tried so far. They've all worked out nicely. Chickpeas are a little bit solid, more solid type base. I noticed like I had some swirly, kind of like a elbow noodle, but they're swirled noodles that were made from chickpeas. And they held up for quite some time. Uh, Made them to go with chili and stuff. And they held up well. Probably just as good, if not better than standard elbow noodles hold up but try them out there's lots of things out there to try nowadays uh let's see comfy homey quick when time constraints get the best of us instant ramen is perfect in every way other than the boxed ramen and stuff those can be very unhealthy so watch out for that uh it's let's see what kind of tricks they have a stir-fried ramen with veggies that sounds good uh they say throw away the flavor packet and boil your instant noodles 
Drain and toss them in with cooked shrimp and stir-fry veggies. Soy sauce and sesame oil also makes a great flavor combo. For some superfood power, Paldo makes green tea and chlorella noodles. Chlorella is a type of green algae that can complement the shrimp flavor. Look for shrimp that boast labels from independent regulatory groups like Aquaculture, Stewardship Council, Marine Stewardship Council, or Natureland to support sustainability. There's probiotic-friendly kimchi and tofu. Basically, chop the tofu into small cubes and stir it into, into the soup. If you prefer a little more flavor, marinate the cubes of tofu in a mix of tamari, T-A-M-A-R-I, garlic, and sesame oil in the morning. You'll thank yourself later. That night, when you pop them in the broth, you can also pour some kimchi juice into the ramen for some extra tang. A little tip is wait until the noodles are done cooking and cool a bit before stirring in the kimchi or kimchi juice. Probiotic foods are alive and boiling broth will kill off the kimchi's gut-friendly bacteria. That's a good point. Definitely don't. If you're using probiotics, you want to definitely keep them cooler. Soft-boiled eggs with delicious, delicious broccoli. Bring a small pot of water to a boil and add eggs. For two eggs, you'll want to boil for five minutes, stirring in egg yolk. Also adds body to the broth. I like my eggs cooked more. It's like usually when I hard boil them, I'll go about 12 minutes. I'll cook them. So it's, I don't know. I'm I'm iffy when it comes to less cooked eggs. But you can batch prep soft boiled eggs, not just for ramen, but for snacking throughout the week. They keep well in an airtight container for two, two to four days. For more eggs, experiment with different times to achieve your desired level of goo in your yolks. My de- desired level is no goo unless I'm having it fresh and warm over something for breakfast. They have a chashu pork with vibrant, vibrant bok choy. Cook the pork ahead of time, slice thinly, and freeze in single layers before storing in an airtight container to pop in your broth later on. If pork or bone broth isn't easily accessible, you can try Nissen Deme or Marute Kumamoto, Tankatsu's instant versions using just a sprinkle of the flavor packets. Stir in chopped bok choy before serving to let it wilt slightly. A little tip is, although preparation is mostly hands-off, it does take a good chunk of time. You can make more pork and freeze it for future meals. Also consider asking your favorite ramen restaurant if you can buy just the broth to take home. I know people with the instant ramen like to take a little bit on the side and crunch it up without cooking it and sprinkle it over the top for some crunchiness. 
I've heard that before, but never tried it. Spiralized carrots and protein-packed edamame. Depending on the width of your carrot noodles, cook them just a little bit longer than the rice noodles, unless you prefer a crunchier texture. A tip is, if you don't have a spiralizer, you can shred the characters on a box grater and stir in while the noodles are cooking. Iron-rich wakame and spinach. Avoid the flavor packet with this recipe. Blend two cups of hot water with a handful of spinach, two tablespoons of miso paste, and two tablespoons of wakame, a type of seaweed. You can add cashews for some extra creaminess. To preserve the miso paste probiotics, cook the noodles separately in water and add the broth when ready. A tip is, since the Fukushima nuclear disaster in 2011, it's important to check if the seaweed brand you're purchasing has been tested for radioactivity. Seaweed has detoxification qualities and cleans water in the same way that plants cleanse soil. So you want to want seaweed that comes from sources uncontaminated with pollution or radiation. The U.S. and Japan are actively monitoring the situation to ensure there's no public health risk. So always double-check your ingredients. You never know what's up with certain things. And Be safe because the people that are rich and control our world are not safe and don't give two shits about us. So they will destroy the environment and use our food that we're going to eat to suck it up until we turn to zombies, I guess. I I just can't stand the destruction of oil spills and stuff like that, nuclear disasters. Such a waste of the world to destroy it like we have. But hey, I'm not rich. I can't do shit about it. Uh, it's the world we're stuck with. We live in the one percenters world because those jackasses control everything. (laughs) But I guess that's it. We're running out of time. So that's it for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Rate, review, tell a friend, give us thumbs up, whatever. Uh, send questions and comments to kevintheduckpool at gmail.com and we will get back to you again hopefully soon possibly tomorrow with Wednesday's health segment take care bye